What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. So glad you joined me today. And my guest today is a little bit unusual in his career and what he does. Um, he's actually the first guest that I've had on that is a stay-at-home dad. My guest's been a stay-at-home dad for a little over two years. He's got an awesome wife, two amazing boys that we're obviously going to discuss. But through his journey as a stay-at-home dad, he was able to start a very popular YouTube channel for kids called Go Create, which we'll get into as well. And then in addition to that, he's the founder and creator of Imperfect Parenting Club on Clubhouse. And uh, we will also be talking about that. So I'm really excited. He's been a good friend of mine for the last couple of months, and I'm really excited to have him on. It's a pleasure to welcome Jesse Mitchell to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I got to say, I'm, um, I'm actually really excited about this one. And definitely because we um, have ran into each other and have you know that bonding through our clubhouse, um, I, it makes it all the more exciting. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you, man. Well, thank you. And again, uh, like I said in the little intro there, um, you are you are the first dad I've had on, and I've done uh, 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 almost eighty episodes. I've done about eighty episodes. You're the first dad I've had on that is a stay at home dad. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're 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 growing. Um, there's there's more of us coming out of the woodwork, but yeah, we're we're <laughs> even far in between right now. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, for my listeners who may not know who you are, can you give me a little bit of the backstory of Jesse? Because I did a real quick bio on you, but that's just really kind of what you're doing now. Give me the rundown of Jesse, the history of Jesse, and then obviously this is a dad podcast, so I want to know about your family, your kids, and your wife. Sure. So I uh, grew up in North Carolina. I was born. In Baltimore, but uh, very early on, we moved to North Carolina, and there we stayed. You know, I was there throughout all of school, high school. It's a very what some people would call "quote unquote" a podunk town. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> there's not much to it, but it's really close to the Outer Banks, which I did like. You know, it was nice to go to the beach and what have you a lot. So uh, my horizons were really expanded when I moved out to L.A. in my car <laughs> because I'd been doing film acting since I was in. Since I was in sixth grade, and by the time I finally built up my resume, I I really felt it necessary around college age to to go out there. So I stopped pursuing college. I went out there. Nowhere would really let me move in without inspecting the places or you know looking at the places, and there was nothing within my range anyways of pricing. So I decided forget it. I'm going to go throw caution to the wind, and just see how it goes. So I went out there. I did have a job lined up a couple weeks later, but I lived in my car and that was a very interesting time in my life for about six months. That was a huge growth time for me. I I grew a lot as a person and just through experiences, I grew to know more about what even just our country was like, because there was no time limit. So I, I stayed at a bunch of different places along the way to LA there. That's where I met my wife and she had a beautiful, amazing young boy uh, by the age of three was when I met him and she had her guard up, which kudos to her, you know, it was a while before I got, she let me meet her son, who is now my son. And he is 100% mine. You know, I will fight anyone who says differently. We got married and decided to move back to the East Coast more for a sense of community. You know, there's more family, uh, more friends. And honestly, uh, that's what we were looking for for anything. I'm huge on uh, the sense of community and relationship. Definitely. We ended up having another son. His name is Ryder. So now we got two. And due to uh, finances and everything, we decided to, it wasn't worth the stress for both of us working because by the time we paid for childcare, child watch, whatever you would want to call it, daycare, 
there wasn't much extra money coming in and it just wasn't worth the hassle for the stress that was going on between us. So um, I decided to stay at home with the boys. And yeah, here I am now with that. I do have the YouTube channel called Go Create, as you mentioned, and that is a, definitely a passion of mine. It kind of ties in with with the, the filming and, and acting um, and also with parenting and, and kids, since it is kid-based with encouraging morals and how kids can handle social situations in life. That's um, what it's about in, in low-key terms, since it is for toddlers up to about six years old, so um, it is the it is the the lower lower ages. So there's hints of of certain things and aspects when it comes to teaching the kids how to handle situations. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And I, I could I could go on, but I, I don't want to go on forever. So that yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to back up there because I've known you for a couple months now, and I don't recall. Maybe you've said it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But I don't recall you ever saying you lived in your car for six months. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I don't – you probably weren't – you may not have been in, in any of those rooms at the time. But, yeah, that was – it was a huge – that's how bad I wanted it. Um, yeah. So I will have to say for my wife and for my kids, that I, if they listen to this, I hope they know that that speaks volumes about them because I wanted it so bad that I went in my car and um, struggled in a – in a very uncomfortable way, knew no one. And then I still, as even though I wanted filming that bad, I chose them and I wanted them over that. So I hope they, if they watch this, that I love you guys that freaking much. I really do. So, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So I gotta, I'm going to go a little bit further on this because you're, you're okay. So you're living out of your car. Uh, you meet your wife, you guys go on and go on your dates, you're dating. I mean, how do you say to her, Hey, you want to go back to my place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. You know, I tell my wife this, but our first date, I was just now getting out of my um, my car. You know, I was sitting at a Starbucks. I remember it was on christianmingle.com. was actually where I met her. So you can find a relationship online once in a great while. Um, and I remember texting her or, or messaging her, whatever you want to call it on that app. And that went on for a couple weeks uh, before we met up uh, physically and I had just moved from my car like not even a week ago maybe to where I was living <laughs> which was actually worse than in my car I lived in um, a, a a house that was a one bed or one bathroom two bedroom with there was a nine there was nine people I mean we were bumped oh up sitting on floors and I was still paying 550 a month oh talk about a rip oh man. wow <laughs> but yeah I um I still had my tv you know necessities i had my tv in my car cross country like i couldn't turn that behind it was a flat screen and it was amazing so my bed was still in the back so i walked her to her car and i was like i even tell her to this day i was like yeah by no means was i gonna let you see my car oh no so i told her i lived in my car a couple weeks after that once i had already at least been comfortably placed where i was <laughs> and she accepted it you know she accepted me for me and i, I love that about her so, I mean, I, I guess, uh, I guess, saying you live in your car is not something you want to put on your Christian Mingle uh, web uh, profile. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> uh, definitely not, definitely not. But yeah, it, it was a grind, and from there, you know, I, I finally got my own place in LA, and then finally, and then moved where she lived, which is a place in Victorville. And once I lived close to her, that's when it was a wrap. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to marry this girl, and so eventually, I did. Wow. So very cool. So fast forwarding now you've got now, what's your older son's name? Noah. And how old is he again? 
He is 12. He turned 12 cool. April 23rd, so not okay. too long ago. Very cool. So you got you got your two boys. What really inspired you? Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're at home taking care of them. Uh, you create this YouTube channel. What inspired that? Because I know we've been in we've been in rooms before in your club where we've talked about social media, and I think that you know for something like your your YouTube channel, I think that's a positive aspect side or positive side of social media for kids. And you know, I know we talked about the positives and negatives in social media, but that's mm-hmm. something that's very positive. What 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 inspired you to to start that? Well. The, uh, there's two things like well, rather I guess you could say three because the timing of it all I, I've always had a passion for for entertainment and film um, as, as you as you probably know because I mentioned before and then I had a developed and growing passion for parenting and kids especially once I got married and had kids of my own um, so those two kind of were obviously precursors to it and then once quarantine hit and I noticed how much it was impacting my son and there were some struggles there that I you know I won't get into too much on here but I saw the struggle and for a kid that was at the time 11 actually it started a tad before he even turned 11 it was rough you know we just moved to North Carolina he was just developing friendships and then he lost them all um and there was no more meeting his his friends at that school and then the next year there's like three different middle schools that you could choose from and so by that point he had to start all over. Like none of his friends that he had just met went to his next middle school. So he couldn't get any numbers. He, he started from scratch again. And after moving to North Carolina from a different state. And so I was like, man, I, I want to help find a way to I don't mind, get him outside and get off the video games during quarantine. And uh, I want to be able to find ways to help other kids um, that are younger, especially to, to, I didn't know how long quarantine would last to, to know how to get out there and get, encouraged to meet other kids and handle those situations. So that's what started it. I feel like when I'm watching, when I'm watching stuff with my youngest and even my older one, there's this, everything is so academic based and which is fine. We need that, but you know, ABCs, one, two, three, but there's so much of that. There is so little of how to handle situations and good morals. And that I think is something that's equally, if not more important. So I was like, you know what, by itself, my YouTube might not, be a life changer for people, but just like anything else, everyone bashes on the media, but you hear one, so one media thing, it doesn't change your mind. It's when you hear tons of them. So my hope is that mine will be heard. And it's just one of the hundreds of good influences that are starting to, to happen around the world, around the nation. And that will be enough to change kids to the right, the right path. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's something that's super positive and it's definitely something that should be, uh, uh, that parents that are listening to this, dads or moms, um, certainly look into and uh, uh, for their child, uh, and just just another avenue for them to kind of express themselves, learn how to express themselves. So that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, very cool. Now, kind of diving into more of the dad role. I know you're you know you're stay at home dad, so you're kind of carrying you know got a couple different things going on where you're taking care of the household. Uh, taking care of the kids while your wife is, she's a nurse, right? Yeah. 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 So while your wife's uh, away, how did you guys handle the, the pandemic? Cause you know, as a nurse, obviously she's right in the thick of things. Oh. Um, was that, was that a scary situation for you guys as far as her coming home every day? How did you guys handle that? It was honestly, I, and I don't want to um, get too much into uh, how the hospitals handled it, you know, but it was scary because, a lot of the hospitals that I was hearing weren't um, 
it was coming across and I could be wrong. It was coming across as that, you know, they're worried about the finances. So a lot of them were ill-equipped, um, the, the nurses for what was going on at the time. And that was scary for me and scary for her. She was so worried about the kids, like if she's asymptomatic and gives it to the kids. So that was a scare, especially because, um, they were needing her more often because as a nurse would get, um, COVID, uh, they would be gone for at least two weeks. And then here she would, she would need to cover shifts. So for us, the problem wasn't lack of work, honestly. Um, the problem, if anything, was maybe too much and overexposure towards COVID-19. Yeah, well, I just wanted to commend her for her, her duties as a nurse and being a frontline worker. So uh, hats off to her for doing the job that she's doing. Um, all right. Now, uh, as, your, as a dad, you know, you're, you're dealing with two young boys um, kind of tackling all the different things, like I said, all the different roles that you're carrying at home. How do you, how would you describe your, uh, parenting style? Um, my parenting style overall, um, cause I, you know, I think there's a mix of a bunch of different, but I think my primary one would be, if this is the right word, like relational, being able to relate with them. That is my biggest style as, I mean, as parents, I'd say we relate to our kids anyways, or as best as we can. Um, mm. but for me, uh, I would say that that's a huge laser focus for me um, because I know as a kid, even I'm always like, you guys don't understand what it's like. And, you know, next generation, here comes, it's the, it's the same thing. But uh, there's a lot of interests that my kids are are getting into now, especially my older one, that I too was interested as 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 a teenager and I'm still interested. I still play video games some. So I will set aside time to play uh, games with them, even when it's a challenge because I have a toddler crawling on my face, which happens a lot, but I got to keep that up because it's relational and I, he can relate to me and it builds those relationships. And that's huge to me, not to mention when I have to correct him with things, let's say, and it's no knocking him. It's not like he does it a lot, but, um, to, to use a quote, that's not a very good quote actually, but kids will be kids. Um, a lot of them, you know, will lie sometimes I know I did. And so when I'm correcting him or even my youngest one writer, I make sure after I'm done or even beforehand that I'm like, hey, you know, dad did this when he was younger, especially when it's something bigger. The bigger the thing, the more relating I'm going to go into. Um, and there's been some big things with my with my young with my older one. I'm sorry. And so I'm like, hey, don't feel shame. Don't feel too much shame. Yes, you should learn from this. No, it's not good. You did X, Y and Z. But do not feel ashamed of who you are because your dad, dude, chances are a lot worse. And then I will actually dive into examples in my life. And it's funny because it can then turn into a laughing thing. It's kind of funny because it's like in a nutshell, you can see that it was like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, that's funny. But don't ever do it again. Like, I'm right. serious. Don't ever. <laughs> and it works, though. There's been times he's uh, – my wife's come to me and is like, yeah, Noah, like he, he's, he'll, he'll tell me like dad understands me a lot. And I'm like that to my heart since biologically, you know, where we stand with that. Um, that to my heart is just, it makes me skip a beat. I love, love, love that he says that. So definitely relational. If I can say one more thing about that is it's because if you can relate with your kids in that perspective so that they don't feel shame, then it'll help them build that self-compassion and that they will never over-identify with their mistakes and their errors. But at the same time, you can, that still gives you some, some wiggle room, um, within their, their emotion, their capacity for, for it all to correct them. That way they also – it's like a fine balance. That way they also don't um, just think they can get away with anything. So I guess the in-between is the mindfulness, and that's huge. And in order to do that, you need to be able to relate to their to your kids and let them know, 
hey, we all make mistakes. So yeah. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad you said that. I don't think anybody, any of my guests have ever said that on the shows is, is really uh, learning how to relate with them. And I, the reason I say that's important is because not only are you showing them, hey, we're all human, we all make mistakes, but showing them in a way that helps create or, or strengthen the bond between the two of you, because as they get older, they're going to remember these kinds of little conversations that you've had with them. Uh, and that bond that you've developed with them is going to be that much stronger as when they're older. So that's awesome that you do that. And I love that you've played video games with them. I think that's so cool because I've had so many dads, especially during the pandemic, that said, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated because this pandemic's killing me. My, my, kids are, my kids are stuck on the video games all day. They can't do anything. And I don't know what to do with them. And I've told them, I've, like I've shared with, the, with some of my dads, I've said, why don't you play video games with them? They're stuck mm-hmm. in the house. I can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere with them. So just <laughs> sit down for 20 minutes and play video games with them and then let them teach you how to play video games. That is just a great way to bond with your kid. Now, obviously you don't have to do that all day long, but just one of those things that, to kind of change your perspective on video games and I guess building that bond. Let me ask you this, you know, your stay at home dad, what challenge, I mean, obviously dads have challenges in other areas of their lives, uh, you know, especially when they're out going out and trying to, uh, you know, financially provide for the family with the career that they have. There's various challenges that they deal with there, but you being the first time I've ever had a stay at home dad on my show, what kind of challenges do you face as a dad? Honestly, there's a lot, man. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of challenges. Honestly, <laughs> most of them, I would say, aren't gender specific to, to like a male or to a dad. Most of them are probably, I would imagine, for any either gender. There's a lot of struggles um, in being a stay-at-home parent than I would have imagined. But for, for me, um, one would be obvious, the, probably the more obvious one is going against the social expectation and going against the norm of what society looks at as, as a dad. And I think that that is changing, definitely. So that's one, uh, hearing little drops. And, and half the time, I feel like people are joking when they say it because they do it with like a laugh, like, must be nice, you know, you get to stay at home. And they say it with a chuckle. And I don't think right. that they mean it in an offensive way. But you hear that a couple of times, especially when I first started. It kind of can still get to you. But honestly, the biggest one when it comes to a stay-at-home dad in general is myself. I get in my way the most. You can call it poisonous pride if you want. And I, in fact, I kind of would want to call it that. And that is because I have felt like I should be out there doing more. And there have been times I've talked with my wife um, about like, hey, I feel like I'm not a good dad because I'm not doing much. I thought, you know, but when you take a step back, you realize, hey, I am doing a lot. And in fact, that's there's a couple um, different ways that I deal with these things and that I've overcome them and am overcoming, I guess I should say them. And one of them is talking with my wife a lot when I feel it build up um, because it is, it boils down to, in a sense, um, you can, you can, you can call it poisonous pride because it is, it's, it's the pride of being a man or how you think that should be when it's, it's, it's not true. Yeah. No, you know what? I, I don't, I know what you mean by calling it poisonous pride. And I guess to an extent you're right. But there's something that you have to remember. I mean, a lot of us, especially as men, we're, we're conditioned as we grow up that, uh, you know, either both parents work or the husband you know, or the dad works. 
And that's just the way we were, we were raised traditionally, we were raised. And so that's, I think that's, what's kind of weighing on you is you kind of have that, the way you were kind of grew, grew up and raised. That's, that's how you expected things to be or think things should be. But the fact that you're fulfilling a role that is more important, in my opinion, a, a role of a parent, a role of a dad or a mom, for that matter, is way more important than any career you can ever have. So the fact that you're providing that role in a productive way for your boys and teaching them things that are so, are so important and, and being the person there for them when they need it, building the bonds. I mean, you're doing all the things that, that is required of a dad. Um, so I I think you need to give yourself a little bit of grace. I mean, obviously you have those conversations with your wife and you know what, over time, things may change. Your wife may say, Hey, you know what? I think it's better if, if maybe you, you know, find a job, we need to start really bringing in some more money or something along those lines. Those conversations will come eventually as the kids get older and they get Mm -hmm. into school and all that. Um, but right now, uh, you're doing a job that is more important than going out and building some career, uh, that will ultimately take you away from your kids. So, um, that's awesome that, uh, that you feel that way, but give yourself some grace, brother. I appreciate it. You know what? That's what my wife says too. So <laughs> she would be mic tapping you if we won't clubhouse. If she had the <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What, uh, if, if I, let me go, let me go to this question because I think this is such a powerful question and it's a question that needs to be asked regularly of our kids. If I were to ask your boys, obviously Ryder's a little younger, but if I were to ask them both, tell me something about you, your dad, what would you hope that they would say about you? Can I say, I, I mean, I can give you, can I give you three? Is that, is that, do I have time to, to give you three? Okay. At least, well, at least two. So <clears throat> definitely one is, and I think this is for most parents and especially for dads, that they would look up to me, uh, that they, that they look up to me as a good example. So number one, definitely that they look up to me. And another big one that I feel like most of us would share is that they know that they absolutely know that I love them so much and that I'm proud of them, you know, definitely that I'm proud of them. The third one is that they, they actually feel that I understand them again, like going back to relating, like that I really understand them as a person and as a unique person and that I understand my wife, their, their mother. I think that's a huge one too. Um, those are the big three, honestly, for me, I, I really hope that they'll say those things as they get older. Do you think they would now uh, be honest? I think it is a work in progress. Um, if I were to backtrack a couple years ago, not too much. Uh, now with my older one, I think so just by hearing him say, you know, like what I mentioned before, like dad, you know, right. dad understands, um, dad understands a lot of what I uh, am going through or what I, how I feel. But I know that there are instances, if I'm to be honest, that he says that in, in certain instances, but there's other ones that I can't. And to be honest and to be fair with quarantine and the way that happened, I've even told him flat out when we've talked, you know, hey, I wish I could say I understand at this point, but I can't. This is something that we've never experienced to stay at home and having to do your, your school and especially right after moving um, across the States and, you know, losing your friends again, you know, I can't, I can't understand that one, but you know what, being honest is, is, is at least, at least be that, you know, at least be honest. Mm -hmm. So there's little things, but otherwise. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why I asked that question and, uh, meaning, uh, do you think they would say that now? And it's because it goes back to what you were talking about before with your poisonous pride. 
Um, the fact that you think that your older son, especially your older son, um, would say those things just goes to prove that you are a good dad and that you're doing the things that you need to do as a father. So don't let that, uh, you know, I keep going back to that, but don't let that poisonous pride get in your way because the fact that you think he would say those things about you, I'm pretty sure he would just tells me right there that you're doing, you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing as a father. So, so cool. Uh, I'm glad you said those things because uh, I, I agree with you. I, I believe those uh, are things that your kids would say as well. So just, just in knowing <laughs> you over the last couple months. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, well, awesome. If, if my listeners wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, uh, where's the best place for them to do that? The best place, honestly, would be on Instagram that, because that's got a link to um, the YouTube stuff. If they do have the clubhouse, which then they can kick it with both of us. I, I post a lot of stuff with links and, and, and promotions and awareness on there as well. So Instagram for sure. So it's just Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, no spaces. It's just Jesse and then Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Um, I was one of the first ones, I guess, getting on Instagram because Jesse Mitchell, all put together, was not taken. So that's all you have hmm. to do. and you, I should come up. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. And then I'll make sure to um, put your link to your YouTube channel as well in the, uh, in the description. So, um, well, very cool. Well, listen, I know we took a little bit of time there, but I wanted to make sure we got through at least some of the questions, but I appreciate you being on. I appreciate our friendship, appreciate what you're doing as a father, uh, and, and a husband. Uh, you certainly represent the data community very well. And I'm looking forward to continuing our friendship, uh, not only outside of clubhouse, but also in clubhouse. So, Appreciate you, brother. And thank you very much for being on. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, man. And um, thank you for just the, re the reminder, honestly, about, about the, the grace, man. It's always, you always need to have those reminders and iron sharpens iron. So I, I appreciate you a lot, man. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.